Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift, the online cycling platform that makes training fun. Here for the second monument of the year, the Ronde van Vlaanderen, men and women's previews. More on my misguided holiday planning in a second. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm in a different location, as you can tell. But Tour of Flanders, 270Ks, Asgren in a head-to-head sprint with MVP one last year, MVP in a head-to-head sprint with Wout one last uh, the year before. Betiel, Terpstra, Schilbert, Sagan, Christoph, Cancellara, big names have won this race in the last decade. What's the profile of NG? Uh, and maybe explain why it's different from E3, if you can. First of all, according to my government, it's the uh, most important profile in the history of cycling. And we've got a 273... (laughs) I'm forced to say it is okay. (laughs) 273 kilometers in length. We've got a very uh, similar parkour to last year. There's tiny changes, but you won't notice it too much throughout the parkour, to be honest. The race really starts kicking off the first time at... Roughly 135 kilometers into the race, so halfway the race, the first time we go over the Outer Quartermond, which is known to be uh, one of the key aspects of this race. Not the first time, but it also comes back later on in the race. There's hills after that first Outer Quartermond, like the Kortegeer, for example, the Wolvenberg and the Molenberg. That action can happen. I think last year on the Molenberg, that Quickstep tried to split it, but it didn't work. And after that Molenberg, there's a bit of an in-between section where it isn't that crazy. There's the Benendries, the Valkenberg, but those are not the most, yeah, the craziest climbs. After that, again, Berchtenhauter, Kanadiberg, climbs in between. But then we come towards like the last 60 kilometers and that's where the real key moments of the race occur. We've got the second time the Autoquadermont in combination with the Paterberg just after that. That is where stuff can happen. And if it doesn't happen there, there's still the Koppenberg after that, the Steenbergdries. We've got the Tyenberg. And after that, the Oude Kruisberg. And we go back to that Oude Quartermond and Paterberg combo in the last 20-ish kilometers. I'm personally curious to see whether it opens up already on the second Oude Quartermond or whether it's a uh, relaxed moment there before the storm happens on that Paterberg just after or on the last Oude Quartermond-Paterberg section. Where do you think the race is going to open up? I think... It may not happen. I think the key for the other teams with how ridiculous Jumbo Visma have been with Tim de Klerk apparently coming back, he's come back from sickness and he's racing even today at Dwar's Dour. I think the key is for them to open up early and try and create a move like in Hent-Wevelhem where Jumbo gets some riders in that move and then late the Yumbo, Yumbo Visma are like, oh, shit, this actually isn't good for us. You know what I mean? Like they get a Benote and Mike Turnison into a move with like Morich, Germay. Oh, it's not doing it. I haven't even favor him. Uh, with other like guys, even Asgren, and then Yumbo don't chase like they did in Favelheim. They're like, this is great. 30 seconds, total chasing. That can change very quickly from 
shit, this is a minute. Total energy have stopped and Turnison just got dropped. I think so. That's why I think other teams should open it up early. I think 100% Yumbo Visma are going to be asked to pace Benji. I cannot see a situation where, I mean, Trek might. I think Quickstep won't help them. Didn't Quickstep, what was that behind the scenes? Uh, Tour of Flanders put out a really good behind the scenes, like Ronda documentary usually, and like Wilfred Peters and co, they're like, we're not helping pace the break at all. I don't think Quickstep will help it. It's all Yumbo early doors. I think so as well. They have the responsibility after dominating most of the cobble season so far. Even in Wavelham, they came second, but they were the team that was seen as the big threat. And it was only Girmay that ended up beating Laporte in the sprint in the end. All the other teams did not beat Laporte that day. So would feel like it's a responsibility of Yumbo once again that they do the work here. And with RVV, it's even more like that because at E3, that's more the type of race that we have right now in RVV compared to Hindwevelgem. This is a pure cobble race. So Laporte and Wout Finado, right, is that in my personal opinion are on the top six, top seven list of favorites for this race, perhaps. And yeah, if I was a competitor, I'd say you need to control the race before we get to the cobble climbs. And after that, pretty much as well, to be honest. So I agree that other teams need to find different ways than to let the responsibility of opening up the race also to Yumbo. Because that opening up is usually where it damages every other team but Yumbo, because Yumbo can be at the front and can be positioned well because they have the numbers to get their riders to the front. And as a consequence, the other riders, other teams don't necessarily have five riders left at the second out of Quartermont don't have the strength to get their team towards the front and as a consequence are likely not in the perfect position starting that second out of Quartermont, for example, leaving them lost in the tracks behind. And I think that's a big key point here that while Yumbo should have the responsibility to control, the other teams should probably open it up. 100%. If you if you let Yumbo go with three guys to the base of Timeberg, second out of Quartermont, do a lead out, and then they get those three in a group of six, you are in big, big trouble. We saw Wafanat, he unveiled him, badly positioned last camel. And, you know, he he hard dropped Asgren. Oh, Asgren had been in a break. And he still put like 10, 12 seconds into the group and 35Ks with a headwind, not going to solo. This is a different. There ain't a group of 50 guys with multiple domestiques. On the last Paterberg or even the, the Timeberg or second last Paterberg in Ronde van Vlaanderen. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think the other teams have to be aggressive. Before we get into the favourites and what we think, uh, why, whether they should be favourites or not, mention our show partners, Zwift. Zwift is the online cycling platform that makes training fun. If you just completed the tour of Watopia, well, I just did actually. And then I was going to come down and do a test in San Feliu in the Costa Brava. And now I'm really big mad I didn't bring my Swift setup because I have wall-to-wall rain uh, the entirety of this week. So already missing my Swift setup in Andorra and I'm pretty mad about it. But that's my fault for booking <laughs> a holiday, I guess, during Flanders week. As you know, Zwift is the title sponsor of Paris-Roubaix Femme avec Swift and the Tour de France Femme avec Swift, the inaugural edition this year, which hopefully Benji and I will be visiting in person at the end of July. If you want to check out Zwift, you can do a free seven-day trial through Zwift.com 
through the link down below. Stay tuned for further LRCP group rides on the platform. All right, the favorites, Benji. Wafenhut's the favorite. Second favorite is Matthew van der Poel off like one race day in Settimana. Then I think it's Askren, Bertiol, and Laporte's up there, about fourth, fifth favorite, as you said. Bertiol? I can't get. Nah, maybe I made that up. I can't get Bet365 <laughs> to load for me in Spain. It won't load Flanders. Um, maybe they, I think they took it off the board because of Philippe doing their recon. They're like, oh, what's this? But anyway, the top two, uh, well, top three are MVP, Wout, Asgren. I think the order is correct. I don't, I don't think you can make MVP the favorite over Wout. I think it's closer than people suggest. And I think that Wout van Aert's favorite role is mainly because the team surrounding him is strong enough to give him benefits compared to Alpecin, who have not been able to show that, despite I do think that Johnny Vermeers will be a key role for Van der Poel in this race as well. He was very strong at Gent Wevelgem and is likely going to do that again, I would say. And I guess we'll figure out if he's actually signed up for this race because he did crash in Gent Wevelgem, but did work after. But when it comes to the uh, team of Jumbo Visma, let's start with that, let's say, because he is the big favorite on paper and has done pretty well so far. Laporte, key rider in that team. Benoit, Affini, Tunison, Rosen, Van Hoydonk are the ones that are currently on paper. The start lists are not 100% confirmed yet, so expect some changes in that in the coming days. But when it comes to this team, do you consider Laporte a co-leader? Because I might. Yeah, yeah, he can win Flanders easily. Like, well, not easily, well, but <laughs> there's, there's a world in which Laporte wins Flanders, where he goes in a move, just like in hand favor him, and he got beaten by Binium, who's really, really fast. Laporte still dusted the other two and maybe made a tactical error in the last K too. So, yeah, I think Laporte in a move with... that. That is the question, though. Now, let's, let's pick on that, Benji. Hen Favelham Wout was happy for Laporte to do his thing in that group before. But if Laporte goes with Asgren in Flanders, uh, it, yeah. if Laporte's ahead, does Wout and then the group Wout's in can't close it? Are Yumbo just happy with, with that situation? Is Wout going to be happy with taking their chances with Laporte in a sprint against, I don't know, against Bertiol you would be. Against Asgren, he sits on, right? So it's still a really good tactical situation. Yeah, I agree. It's still a, a tactical situation that fits because likely Asgren is going to be the one pacing in that group, like you mentioned, because Laporte should be sitting on if Wout van Aert is behind. Unless there's a situation where Wout has clearly said that his legs are not that great that day. That is still possible. He's still human. But it also depends on what point in the race it is. If, for example, we are like... Still at the second last Quartermont, well, perhaps he can ride a tiny bit with Asgreen and then later sit up to have like someone ahead so other teams need to chase. But on the other hand, it's very risky to do that with Asgreen, so I wouldn't necessarily do that. But when it comes to the sprint, if they go to a sprint, Asgreen and Laporte, I'm saying Laporte takes it. I unironically do think that Laporte can beat Asgreen at the end of a race like this. And yes, we saw Asgreen beat Vanderpool last year, but he did start the sprint with like 230 meters to go. So <laughs> on paper, that fits Laporte a bit better than Vanderpool. I would say a longer sprint as well. But in that scenario, like you say, it's going to depend a bit on Wout's patience, what they do as well, because Wout's the guy that just keeps on pacing, doesn't he? Even when he sometimes doesn't need to pace, he's pacing at the front of a group. And I'm curious whether that's going to lead, like in previous years, sometimes that 
they're in a situation where he spent so much energy at the front of the group where at the end of the race he's lacking a tiny bit to make it because last year he i think dropped on the last out of Guatemala from Osgreen and Van der Poel and he was never to be seen again then again his positioning on the previous climbs was that terrible that he had to close an entire gap after the uh, second out of Guatemala so there there's big differences there when it comes to um the opponents of Yumbo here do you think they will be happier for example Ah, uh, let me find a situation here. Let's say Benoden Furnace is up the is up the road and they get secondary outsiders of their squad in the breakaway. Do you think that they're down to let that flow and say, okay, well, if Vanard is neutralized and Laporte, we're fine with giving this a go? It really depends. If it's Sturvin, yes, for Trek. If it's I don't know. Ah, uh, who are even the other teams? If it's like a yeah. uh the Wolf or someone, I guess Lampard or Seneschal is an example, Stiebar is an example. I think they'll be cagey. I think they've seen how aggressive Yumbo have been with Benoit and Co. Like Benoit will ruin his own race to ruin the other guy's race yep. so Wout and Laporte can win. I still think, though, this is the hardest cobble challenge Yumbo have had because we have MVDP on the start list and you can't start. Wout Van Aert starting Kemmel in bad position getting a gap. He's not going to get a gap on Vanderpol if he doesn't play this absolutely perfectly. If they don't roll him over with teammates, you can't make mistakes. MVP is so good, and he's laser focused always on Wout Remember, Morich, go and watch the tape. If you think I'm making this conspiracy up, go watch the Poggio descent tape. Matthew Vanderpol cuts Wout off on a couple of corners. Morich attacks. MVP blocks Wout, then looks at Wout to close. Morich gap is opened. He rides to defend against Wout, number one reason. Um, so that, But that's he should at Tour of Flanders because he's the big favourite. Uh, his team, though, no Vermeersh initially. Philipson, Gogol, Dillier, Murisa, Rezebek, Vermota, not a great team. How do you think? I think they just got to bait him, Benji, create situations which they've never done, ever, where MVDP is having to close the group with Laporte. Ooh, that's interesting, but we never really had a situation where Yumbo had that secondary rider to bait Vanderpool in the first place, right? Because last year that was not the case, but was alone against the competition there. So it's intriguing if they can do that this year. But I do think that if Laporte goes, that Vanderpool might generally still look at Fanat. And that's an intriguing aspect of what Yumbo could try and achieve by using Laporte to their advantage in that sense but i do think the other riders will see laporte as a big contender for this race as well and i agree that alpson's team is not the strongest at the start line i think their main focus is going to be trying to position vanderpool for the most important moments when they still have riders there and when it, when they're gone he's going to have to do it alone and there's not much else to say there he's a solo rider when it comes to his team in my eyes for the final at least and he's going to do have to do a lot alone and whether Yumbo can use that or not depends on how many Yumbo riders we get over the second out of Quartermont and over the uh, third out of Quartermont, depending if, for example, Laporte and Van Aert are still there with a Vanderpool and an Osgren. If those are two, they can roll attacks on the others, you know? So that's what I mean in that situation. Then we look at Quickstep in that situation where last year they had a very strong team with Osgren obviously as leader right now. Alaphilippe, bit of a rumor on sports that he might be showing up because he was seen training, but he's also got like a a villa near 
the uh, place where they were training. So it could just be coincidental that he was training with them on the cobble climbs, but why would he, he do that Instagram. in advance of his hill classics? What, he, said on Insta- he said on Instagram he's doing Itzuli is his first race back next oh, okay. week. Uh, maybe that's a red herring. Oh, yeah, long yeah. Con. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you want, he's. I think the emissions screwed us with the MSR preview. But yeah, the I. I think he's doing it sooner. Uh, okay. But I think he should have done Flanders. <laughs> I mean, but I guess he's such a star. He wants to focus on the edge. But yeah, like I think Asgren Benji has been almost just as strong as last year, just tactically. Lack of teammates, Yumbo roll. Though Yumbo have been quick step in quick step, and I still think he can win this. I think he needs to team up with MVP. Mm-hmm. Hope they go clear again like last year, and then hope he can win the sprint. And they drop Wout in a group of three, because uh, I think Wout would work with them in a group of three, and I don't think he should. Uh, that's my hot take. I think Wout should sit on, but he won't do it. I don't think. See, it'd be too dishonorable. <laughs> uh, Lampard, Valerini, Honore, Seneschal, Stibar, Van Leeuwen. The sort of Ishtibar even like the thing is, Benji, they need these guys to get into secondary moves ahead. Who's able to do that right now? I guess Honore crashed. Which one of these guys is the strongest? Lampard? He said he's riding into form. I think Seneschal is one of the riders I'm picking at right now because I'd argue that he was strong at the E3. He was in that group with Asgreen just before the party when he uh when he had his puncture. So I'd argue he's one of the stronger riders next to Asgren in this race. Lampard running into form is interesting. I think his main focus is getting in form by E3, uh, by Roubaix, I mean. E3 is a week ago. That won't happen. <laughs> but um, when it comes to RVV, I do expect him to be somewhat well-supportive towards Asgren. But when it comes to Ballerini, it's kind of also on the edge. You know, he was relatively okay at E3, where he almost made a group of Seneschal, but then dropped a bit later. And... I don't know, perhaps he could play a role in the mid-term on that second out of Guatemala in this race, for example. Stibar, I haven't seen much from him this year, to be honest, so I can't really say I expect too much. Von Lederberg is one of those riders that is expected to do stuff early and not necessarily when the race matters. So that's my personal view on Quickstep, and I agree when it comes to Algren that he's been relatively strong this year. He had a um, an average lead-up. When it comes to uh, Algarve, you didn't look that amazing yet after having, I think, COVID early season or something. Yeah, or an omelette something. Bad. Yeah, and then towards the end of February, he started moving better and better, and now he's actually in good form for these races. And I truly think that he's going to be one of the favorites for this race on Sunday. And I, I just don't think, like, let's think about this. When there is a sprint between Vanderpool and Asgreen at the end of RVV, Vanderpool is the one that wants a shorter sprint because he wants his acceleration. But if Asgreen goes to the line with Wout Finard, I think they both have the advantage in longer sprints. Who do you think wins then? Um, I got little confidence in Wout's sprint. I'm always, Wout should just go solo. I don't, I don't like sprints. Anything can happen in a sprint. As we've seen in Flanders two years in a row, as we saw in E3 or not Hen Vabelham, rather they didn't sprint against each other in E3. Um, <laughs> you know, to answer your question, though, wow, probably seven times out of ten, I would say, depending on how the race is shaped up. But Asgren, it depends how much they bled Asgren. They bled him in E3 before when Laporte and Wout attacked. A name we haven't mentioned, we're 15 minutes in. Strata winner, Torreno winner, Liege winner, Lombardia winner. 
Tare Pagacha. I think he is fourth or fifth favourite in the betting. He lines up with Trentin, probably his strongest teammate. Steker, Langen, Brunel, Bjerg, Troya, not the strongest team. He doesn't really need one, though. Well, actually, that's not true, Benji. This, uh, Tour of Flanders is not like lining up in decent position before the Perisud, where you just hop onto another train. Does Is he going to feel the lack of teammates positioning him before the base of the steep cobble climbs? I think it somewhat depends. I do think that he's got, for example, Trenton that can help him a lot there. But next to that, Trenton might not be overly happy that he has to work for Pogacar in the few races that fit him in the season to actually do something for himself. And I heard Tom Bonin on a, on a different podcast this week saying that he doesn't expect Trenton to work for Pogacar that easily, which I would say, oh, disgrace. Come on. Pogacar is clearly a better candidate even though we haven't seen him too much on the Tour of Flanders parkour, I do truly believe that he's one of the favorites of this race. And that's because he's got that long race endurance. He's good in like chaotic circumstances, stuff like that. And that fits to these races. But as you said, positioning is key when it comes to cobble climbs. And that's where he does not have that much experience. I'm curious to see what he does on Dwarves of London, which is written as we are speaking into this microphone right now. So we can't say that yet. But depending on what we see in that race, we will know whether he's pretty good at positioning himself or not on these cobble climbs and whether he can play a role when it comes to his favorite role or not. But I've said it, I think I I think I have a bet on Pogacar since end of December last year at odd 81 for this race. So I guess I'm hoping that he does well when it comes to his positioning. Canaryberg, 80Ks to go, 90Ks to go. Pogacar goes into a move with Morich. Sturthen and Dries van Hestel. <laughs> Do Ansgren MVP and Wout react immediately? I think you should. Ooh, I think they can send someone with them. I think I, I don't think Wout van and Laporte should both react to that. I think Laporte is the one I'd say that should react True. if that happens. And Vanderpool is probably going to be like, okay, panic, panic. What do I do? Because I'm alone. I don't have a team to do this. I'm probably going to react. And True. at that point, when Vanderpool goes, Fanad will probably jump with him as well. So in the end, that I don't think Pogacar can get away on the Canadi Betty. I think, yeah, I think Pogacar will try and slip into secondary moves earlier and hope he's ahead of the race and it comes back to him with a smaller group of favorites. And then he can sort of sit on. He won't be looked at to do anything. He always flies under the radar somehow. It's kind of like Alaphilippe. We saw how good Alaphilippe was, a slender sort of 65-kilo guy at Tour of Flanders. Uh, But Alaphilippe's a special guy with insane punch. But, yeah, I'm I'm underrating Pogaccio a little bit, I think. But I don't. It's going to be difficult for him, mainly because if he goes to a sprint, it's not like going to a sprint with Roglic and co. If you go to a sprint with Laporte, these guys are fast, like properly fast, big peak watts. but yeah, he's, he's lining up, and it's awesome to see double Tour de France winner, Liège-Lombardia winner, lining up at Flanders. So big respect for that. Uh, Intermarché is the secondary teams now. Intermarché got Christophe, Bistrom, Kleister, Kent, Pascalon, Petit, Van der Horn. Van der Horn will be in a move early. You just know he will. No Germay. Um, He's going back to Eritrea, so I don't really see them having a good chance to win except for like a taco 200k solo lotto though benji i want to focus on them a little bit wellens campanats vermeesh van moor grignard frison bullens 
they need they need a top five result here or they are in serious trouble. How does Campanaz get that top five result? He's had good legs. He, he just he has to ride passive. He has to ride like Van Avermaet when he rode for third. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that because Lotto has been very clear that they're not riding for random places. They're riding for the victory in every race they ride. So what I think they will do is that Campanaz will do what he does all the time is try and go in these early moves earlier on. Like, for example, let's say Bergton Houtekanadi Berg with roughly 80k to go. Groups might try and get away on those climbs. That's when a Campanaz will probably do something or if a larger group goes over the Autoquadamont, the second last one, or even on that second last Autoquadamont, he might try something while the others might be waiting a bit more for the path they after, stuff like that. So I expect Lotto to try and benefit from early moves. It worked last year in Roubaix with Vermeer. Very different race, though. But I do expect them to uh, try and use that quite decently. And I think they've got enough riders to try and go into early moves where they can try it one set like, 100k to go once at 80k to go and then leave one rider behind for the latter part if all failed so far so i don't think i expect a rider of this team in the top five though i think vc should ride completely passive if wout van Aert attacks never react i don't want to see him on tv for 265 <laughs> kilometers i think if wout or asgren or nvdp goes solo he should not contribute for a second to the chase and then in the last five kilometers, he should attack a fatigued and demoralized group for minor placings. I think that's how he should try and get the best result possible. Yes, that helps in the points department, but let's not act like third at Tour of Flanders is a bad result for Victor Campanas either. And I think if he tries to be big man and close big attacks from Wout, like we saw on... Was it on loop, Benji? The last climb? Wow, just... Yeah, yeah. Campanas yeah. was the only guy that tried to follow him and just destroyed himself after he was really strong that race. And he still came fifth. But he should try and do what SKA did at Hen Fableham. Um, yeah, that's my view on Lotto. Otherwise, Ineos, Benji. Pidcock, Kvyakovsky, Narvaez, Rose, Sheffield, Swift, Van Baal. It's been a bit of a classic season to forget for them from so far. Narvaez crashed the other day. Pidcock's had stomach issues or something he dropped in msr he was out of position the other day at e3 sheffield's beast uh no no clock no ben turner on the start list surprising i think i think peacock's just gonna hope he's in okay form and he can follow on the climbs and just try and get van baal in in early moves like worlds and um and DDV last year, Benji. I don't really, I'm not that hyped on this team, to be honest. Minita, we've seen multiple times that Van Baal is the one that goes early. Also in RVV a few years ago, when he got a uh, top five, was it 2017? Yes, fourth in uh, 2017 after Gilbert Van Avermaet and Terpstar because he was very early on into the attack and eventually that worked out. Yes, that was the addition that Sagan, Nassen, and Van Avermaet did crash. So, Something did occur today that led to that top five. But I'd say he's the guy that should try that again. Go early in the moves. That's how he does well. In the same way that I expect Lotto to do stuff. Go early in those moves and try and use that to his advantage. That's how he won last year in Dwarves of London on an attack with, was it 52 kilometers to go a solo? That's crazy stuff. It won't be that easy in uh, Tour of Flanders, but he might be able to 
stick ahead of the riders before they get to the outer quadrant. Uh, the last two outer quadrants, and therefore have your advantage there. So in between the climbs, try and make an advantage so that he doesn't get dropped on the climbs. Is how I view that. When it comes to Pitcock and Hervias, I have no clue what Pitcock's state of mind is at the moment and state of health after uh, Milano Sanremo and so forth. After having good training days before Milano Sanremo, perhaps he has a good day here, but I just don't expect it really. I don't want to expect anything from Wada that I don't expect anything from. And Hervias is the one that crashed, like you say. But I do think he didn't have too much from that crash, so I expect him to perhaps be the strongest rider in this squad together with Von Bala in this race. They rode for him at GP to Denar. He was good at Kerner. He was in that late move with Laporte and Taco Taco Burrito Burrito. So he's in in good shape. I agree that he's... Yeah, I mean, Peacock's not going to ride as domestique for him, but I think Navas could end up being their best-placed rider. Um Whipping through now some of the sort of second-tier candidates or not the major contenders for the win. RK have Capio and Swift and Russo. They're looking for points. Uh, there's enemy of the podcast. Johannesson's actually here. He's very punchy. He's been good. Star got Aaron Baru, Garcia Cortina, Cantor, Erviti. They're sort of all maybe probably hoping for a top 10. DSM Denkolb, Echoff, hoping for anything. Signs of life. Grupama Benji, Kung. What what does Stefan Kung need to do to get a top result here for himself, or should he just help set up Madawaz? Because Madawaz looks so good the other day. I think he's going to top ten. I think Madawaz is the rider that we declared a few years ago on this podcast uh, near the start of this, po- this podcast as a rider that could literally top ten every single monument in his career because he's so versatile, and he's showing that certainly in this classic season as well he was strong at i think it was e3 where he was strong together with the likes of king i do believe that king should have his full leadership role as well uh co-leadership can work with those two and king was extremely strong at the start of this classic season at omelope and so forth he was literally the strongest rider in the race except for wout finard according to me at least and then later on it was still pretty strong, I think, in the last stage of Paris-Nice, where he got a top five, if my mind serves me right. Yeah, and then the Wafenart-Roglic-Yates stage, yeah. the hard one. Yeah, and therefore, I do feel like he still has good form. He just needs a bit of luck when it comes to... Uh, like, in Hand Wavelham, he was working for your boy, Demar. So, clearly, he didn't have the opportunities there because that race was more fitting to Demar. I do think that RVV is more fitting to... Uh, to Kung, and I expect him to try and go solo at certain points, try and slip into groups at certain points, and benefit from that. And I hope it works because this guy, this guy deserves to win something at some point, like a big race. Because European champs, ITT, and so forth, he's always second in time trials these days. So, oh, I'd love to see him do well here personally. He's just gonna not work for people who aren't on his team. Novel concept. Cofidis have got not a great team. <laughs> Uh, Allegaard for Lies, Van Bilsen, Bora, again, have not shown very much. Jordi Mace, Perstelberger, Haller, Archibald, Pollitt, looking at Haller, maybe could be the best there. Bahrain, Hausler, Masiuk, Milan, Morich, Sutlin turns right. I think Wright and Morich will be getting into early moves. Fred Wright could top five this race easily. <laughs> easily. I, th- I think it depends. I do think he can. Uh top three, top 40 sprint in the second group or like the peloton that is chasing the uh, 
riders that got away on the climbs, if it's still a peloton to be named, perhaps 15 riders or something, that sprint will probably be won by Christoph, like every year in the Tour of Flanders. But I don't know. Top five is not going to be easy for Fred, right? He's shown quite a good form so far this season. That eventually was not that amazing when it comes to uh, San Remo, I think. And well, no, they uh, cooked that's him. because he didn't ride it. And Turner. Yeah. They they sold him out. They paced yeah. for Colbrelli when they had quick people in the group. It was it was yeah. outrageous. Um Morich though will be just trying to slip away at every opportunity for Bahrain. Uh, bike exchange going for Matthews. Hopefully get a top five is what they're looking for. Astana, they're not getting like the Raz getting paid late. They're awful this year. They got Moscon. Don't expect much. Uh Israel desperately need points. They got full saying Van Mark, Beermans, Ooh, they should actually be doing well, these guys. They should Trek. really be top ten. Oh yeah, I forgot about Trek. <laughs> Pretty what strong did you team, make you know? of Sturvin? What did you make of what he said after Gen Wevelhem? That I hoped I would just get third. I wasn't thinking about the win in that group with Pedersen behind. So if I was the DS Benji, I would have blown up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucking bullshit. Like this guy, they've got Peterson behind. It's also the DS's fault that they didn't really do anything there. So I don't necessarily blame Steven alone for the tactics in that race. They should not have chosen Steven over Peterson in that situation. In the end, Wavel came because Peterson is the one of the better sprinters in the group behind. And with a lead out of Steven, that could have done a lot. And when it comes to Steven, it was destined that he would be either third or fourth in that front group. So yeah, in the end. I don't know, his mentality to get third is a bit meh, in my personal opinion. I didn't like that. And um, let's hope he has a better mentality when it comes to RVV and it doesn't just ride for a top five here because they've got a strong team. Quinn Simmons, Peterson, Steven. Peterson's bit, he was a bit eager to respond to things that he shouldn't respond to in here in Dwebelham. So if he tunes that a bit better, then I do think he can play a big role here. I think Peterson, didn't he like almost win this race a few years ago where he was like solo for a while Terpstra when he was on maybe Danish the Danish pro Conti team Rival I think like 2018 Um, I think Wout ruins him on the climbs I think Pedersen's going to get ruined Um, but they don't want to go to a sprint with him they know he 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 showed his hand in Paranese Benji he showed his hand too much that he's too fast I think I think it's going to be tough for him um I think they get Schoens up the road, though. What about is EF de- desperately needs something from Betty or Biska, Dual, Volgren. They just need them to do something. It's impossible to predict what they'll do. No Sagan, Benji. They do have a former Tour of Flanders winner on the team, Terpstra, but Van Gestel, Turgis. Is Turgis going to top five this? He's, what, second at San Remo, 13th at E3. He was good at this last year, 8th. Fourth in back-to-back years. How does Turgis win this race? I think Turgis wins this race by either slipping away early, but then again, his hill skills are pretty good. So if he potentially can hang on to a rider like Vernard and Asgreen after a lot, the last part of it, which is a big thing, then he might be that rider that surprised in the sprint because he's got a kick, and I I think that's gonna be hard. But the other situation is where he gets in front a bit earlier and benefits from that later on by still being in the front of the race after the uh, climbs are over in that situation. But I think it'll be hard for Tuji to win this race. I think a top five is definitely doable. He was, I think, uh, together with Laporte, they were third and fourth, I think, over the uh, Paterberg last year. That says a lot about the fact that 
these riders were underrated last year. And going into this year, I'd argue that a lot of teams are going to be intrigued by Turgi as a rider. And we're going to see him enter a uh, very strong team at the end of the season, I hope, because he deserves it. But for now, I do uh, I do expect something. I don't expect Ries van Hessel to do a copy-paste of Kandwevelgem and Podium again. It'd be really surprising. But I guess if they can combine their uh, their strengths, Van Hessel going early while Turgi stays behind a bit, that could work out. I do think they'll change their mind about Van Hessel, where at Kandwevelgem he was clear domestique and still got Podium. So... Perhaps at RVV, he might be more of a co-leader. Now for predictions, I think uh, I think Yumbo win this. I think I think Laporte wins, and Wampanoag comes second, and he's been sitting on a group with Asger and MVP. I think that's what I think could happen. Uh, but I, th- I think Yumbo wins. Uh, Quickstep just not. They look. Not good. They just look a shadow of themselves and MVP. MSR is different, different race to this. This is a different six and a half hours, seven hours. A lot more energy early on. So we'll see how he's recovered, see his endurance here. MSR is different. But yeah, that's my prediction. What do you think happens? Okay, I've got a more specific prediction that probably will never happen ever. But I think that in the group behind, Vanderpool and Vanad will be looking at each other. Therefore, we'll get a group at the front that includes... Laporte and Pogacar. Pogacar wins ahead of Laporte. And in the group behind, we'll have, I don't know, Kristoff winning the group sprint, I guess. Because Fanat and Vanderpool will, will be looking at each other so much that they might not even ride away from the group on the path anyway. Wait, Pogacar beats very... Laporte in a sprint? Yeah. On the flat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's, don't it's, think it's happening, possible. mate. It's happening. Who's <laughs> Pogacar beaten in a sprint before? Oh, almost Van Aert at the Olympics, but that doesn't really count, does it? <laughs> so he almost beat Van Aert after he did McCooney Pass. LBL sprint at the end? Come on. It was okay. a flat sprint. He beat, beat Alaphilippe, yeah, when Alaphilippe stuffed it. Yeah, okay. Alaphilippe yeah, on a flat sprint in Milano San Remo. I bet that Laporte was probably in that Peloton he beat. So it's all connecting if you look at multiple yeah, races yeah, at like the same the, time. When, yeah, he beat him in a sprint, that means, yeah, no, it means anything. Okay. <laughs> Outsiders for Tour of Flanders, uh, I've already said Madawas. It's hard to please Campanats. I reckon who, I'm trying to think of the most random podium spot. I think Campanats podiums. I want to see you on the podium. Come on, Victor. Ride smart. You have to. <laughs> oh, God. Campanats podium. I'm not 100% certain about that. But when it comes to uh, my. Mm, oh, my outsider for this race, I kind of want Turgide to, to do well. I think a lot of people still see Pogacar as an outsider. I consider him a favorite for this race. I'd say Turgide podiums, third. That's not that. He came fourth last year or the year before. Yeah, okay, you're right. Okay, that's not an outsider. <laughs> okay. Like, who's left that can do that then? Like, is Kung an outsider you consider? Manmar. No, right? Who? But Betiol, he won this race two years, yeah, three years ago. Yeah, but looked terrible. Yeah, but he hasn't ridden like a couple races here, right, Betiol? So he's kind of new into it. Yeah. Not advised. I don't know. I see it I see it playing out with the strongman up top. So, yeah, I, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. But I think Jumbo win. And uh, whether uh, Wout's happy with Christoph going up the road will be interesting to watch. That was our men's Tour of Flanders preview. 
Now onto the Women's Tour of Flanders. It's 160 kilometers. They have the same Aldeclaremont-Paterberg combo, about 14 kilometers from the finish when it's a flat run-in. As you know, there's the sort of all these climbs, Molenberg, Timberg, Team Victories, etc. There is less climbing. There is a decent amount of flat from... It's like 15 k's of flat before the Koppenberg, which is with 45 kilometers to go. That's 700 meters at 10%. RVV last year in the women's was won, if you don't recall, by AVV after the last climb went solo. Elisa Longobodagini refused to help the group and SD Works weren't strong enough to bring her back. What I'm surprised, but AVV should be the top favorite, I think, because it's a harder race. No Carta Blanca Vas at SD Works. I'm surprised. They have Kopecky, Cicchini, Majerus, Royce, Havana, Black, Vollering. Do you think Kopecky, do SD Works just replay the Strata playbook, Benji? I think that's what they have to do, right? And the one, what was the one where she, she beat Vollering? Omelette. I think they just got to do the same thing and hope they can win the sprint against her, right? I agree. I feel like Kopecky is one of the favorites for this race. I, while I agree that Van Vleuten is one of the favorites for this race, I still see Kopecky as relatively close to her in that sense because of the team surrounding Kopecky that can support her. I think that SD Works is better than Movistar on the start list. And while Movistar does have decent support in Norsgaard, Guarishi and Sierra, Norsgaard who might even try and do stuff for herself a bit, although I do believe that they should go all out for Van Vleuten with that squad, Kopecky's a rider that has shown this year that she can climb much better than last year. Had bad luck a lot last year with Banchero on a Sante Marie section in Strade last year, then also on the Outer Quartermont last year at the end of RVV. So didn't get to show herself while she was probably looking pretty good for that RVV. So this is an opportunity to do that again, and I do believe she's better than last year, has better team support. So uh, I would not look past Lotto Kopecky for winning this race, quite certainly. And like you say, Demi Vollering was more supportive in Strade and so forth. In Omlope, I'm not sure it was decided yet who was the leader, but the race turned out that Kopecky was a stronger one in that race. So I believe that Kopecky is the leader on their cobble squad, but that doesn't mean that a Vandenbroek block, a Royster and so forth can't go into early moves to try and make it harder for a team like Movistar, who has to spend their riders early to chase down the likes of an SD Works. I think Trank will try to do the same things with a Cold War go and so forth earlier on in the race. And there's plenty of teams that will try to do similar stuff. And the curious thing for me is, while Kopecky is that sprinter cobble type on SD Works, I want to see how good Balsamo is at Trek. Although I believe this might be the race that Longo Borghini is the better candidate. I would... Hope they ride a defensive race for Balsamo. She won Genveilchen, one Progrepana, one Trofeo Alfredo Binder, which is a hilly race, second at Dandrenta, yeah. I think to Vibers, fourth at Omloop, she got dropped. I think they should... Uh, it depends. She's the trump card. Like I think that will let Cordon Rago and Longobord Gini and Brand sit on moves. They shouldn't work with anything if Balsamo is yep. behind because Vibers is going to get dropped. So... It's 160 Ks. It's flat to recover in the middle before the Koppenberg. But AVV is going to launch. I think, yeah, AVV is going to have to go solo early. or Because if she goes solo, right, on the last climb like last year and mm-hmm. Trek have multiple domestiques, Van Dijk and Longobordagini, 
pulling it back committed for Balsamo, that's a different proposition for her. Um, so she's going to have to break it up early. And literally no one can beat Balsamo in a sprint. Like she's she's so fast. Uh, yeah. We have Voss here with Henderson, Casper, Marcus Lebecki, Canyon with Niviodoma, Miliusic, Shabby, Cromwell, Roy, Paladin. What do you think the strategies from those teams will be? With Voss kind of coming in under the radar, she hasn't been dominating this season yet. I think when it comes to Yumbo, it's going to be rather a, a combination of an offensive race with their secondary riders like Anna Henderson and so forth, while trying to play defensively with Voss to try and keep her in the groups where it's necessary. Because if the race is slower in the peloton, then Voss might be able to survive. But if the race is faster in the outsider groups getting away, they might get a benefit from that. So combining those two, those two methods, but making sure that the going in the breakaway doesn't ruin Voss in the back, you know? So it's a strategy that's tricky, but I do feel like that's their best choice of doing uh, stuff here. When it comes to Canyon Shram, they've got Nivia Doma, who needs the attack, to be honest. She can't go to the line with people or she'll probably get slapped in the sprint. So uh, I think that Canyon Shram, I see a, I see them trying to get into moves early with Chabby once again, stuff like that, Paladin as well, and hope that Niviadoma is strong enough to make a split with someone else that is also not a very uh, solid sprinter over the top of the last climb, and uh, it's going to be hard for them to win the race. I just don't see it at the moment. Lisa Branow, I think she was on the podium last year, maybe second or third the year before. She's only done one race so far this year. Uh, yeah. And Fablehem, I don't even think she's doing Dwarves Dua today. Now, her preparation for RVV last year was very different. She'd start on loop. And Fablehem, she came third. So normally I'd be like, lock for top five. Even though she's on Sarah Tizit, it's not one of the top, top teams. But... Yeah, she just doesn't – we just don't know. She hasn't been racing. Um, so we'll have to wait to see what Brennauer does. I think – I don't know. I think AVV still won Omelope, Benji. She's still incredible, came second at, at Strata. Mm-hmm. I think the Peloton is sort of figuring out a little bit how much you have to not help her, how much you need to send riders up the road and force her to chase and put pressure on her team. I think we'll see that with – I think Royce has to go early, Benji. SD Works have to send Royce early with an Anna Henderson, yep. a Lizzie Banks type, a Grace Brown a sort of rider. Georgie Pfeiffer? Yep. Yep, Pfeiffer, Georgie, and Bujak, and just take their chances. I think that's what they have to do and just hope Movistar with uh, their domestics can't chase. That's what I would do. And yep. then – even rolling attacks late doesn't work. They tried that in Strata and she closed them all. Maybe it did work. I don't know. Maybe it did. She got tired before the final climb and she lost the, the sprint or the uphill sprint to Capecchi. Yeah, it's when it comes tough. to MDG, that's an interesting team in my eyes as well because they've got that combo of three leaders right now, Brown, Peter Ludwig, and Cavalli. And about Chapman, at the moment of recording this, she's been in the lead for like, 50 kilometers in the women's water sort of London. So she's clearly looking good when it comes to her form as well. And I'm looking forward to see whether she can play a role in those early attacks as well. But a bit earlier than, for example, in the last two clients, because that's when you need to try and roll attacks with Brown, Ludwig, and Cavalli. And Brown's the rider that is the long term attacker for me in that squad, while Utrecht Ludwig is the 
Paterbetic type, while Cavalli is the, uh, I don't know, is that also kind of just like the following and sprint type? Or because her sprint is not that amazing to beat Kopecky and so forth, so she needs a gap over that. But I just don't see that. FTJ are in a good spot. They got Chapman early, as you said, Ludwig, Cavalli, Brown. I think you always have to have one of them in any move that goes. You never chase back any move. You do not help Esty Works, Trek, or Van Vlerten. And yeah, you try and break the race apart. If you get in a move with Ludwig and Chantal Van Embroek Black, or Brown with Longo Borghini, you work. Maybe they don't work with you, Longo Borghini probably wouldn't, but you have to take your chances because if you go, as I said, with one of them to – the problem is Benji. If they have Cavalli Ludwig on the part of Berg and AVV goes clear, and they don't really work with each other. That's the thing. If we saw it last year, if AVV goes clear Parterberg and there's a small group, they just won't work that well together. Yep. Um, so you want to avoid that situation. But they do have – with Brown, they have a much, much stronger team. What about Shabby as well, Benji, on Canyon Shram and Paladin, riders who were sort of used as exposure, sort of early breakaways last year on Liv. I think they need to roll the same strategy. And Nuvia Dome has got to be like, remember Strade? Remember Strade Bianca when Nuvia Dome was closing attack? She was the only one helping AVV and she was closing the Kapeki move, right? Yeah. Uh, before the final climb. I think they just got to be really cynical, never help, and only attack and get in moves. Um, that's, that's how I see it for them. Do you think, do you think Shabby and Paladin could, I don't know, I'm trying to think, could they top five this race? I think Shabby could. Ooh. That's my I hot take. I think it's going to be difficult. Okay. I'll accept that hot take, but I, I don't see it happening personally. I'm more than intrigued by the uh, outsiders in this race because while we always talk about the favorites here, I find it hard to believe that an outsider will do amazing in this race personally as like a rider we don't necessarily expect to win on a uh, smaller team, let's say. When it comes to Bastianelli, do you think that she might be able to hold on and therefore get it in a sprint like in 2019, for example? Or is that not possible with the team she has to keep her in that position, knowing that a lot of attacks will come from the other teams? Well, what what happens with SD Works? That's the thing. Because Trek will be happy with that because they'll be like, Bolzano's going to beat her 80% of the time plus. Yeah. If Trek, if SD Works have Royce and Kapeki and Vollering, I don't know what they do. I th- I think you attack if Balsamo's yep. there for sure. I think you have to re- repeat attacks. So Movistar, SD Works won't want to sprint with her. FDJ won't want to sprint. No, my answer's no. I think it'll be difficult for that. And Trek have been good, but yeah, what about Voss? I think Voss wants a flat sprint. I think that's her best chance of winning a group sprint where she out guiles somebody i don't see her legs being actually strong enough to just like nuke the part of berg and go with a group with avv and then work and then win i think she wants a, a group sprint um but yeah this is the biggest test do you know why vash isn't here benji i think she was focusing on the hill classics for uh 
for the team of SD work. So I'm waiting for uh, the likes of a Amstel Gold Race, for example, to see what she does. She's doing both Amstel, Flash, and Liege, for example. So I think that's the uh, area they chose to go towards the punchy hills instead of the punchy cobbly hills. And honestly, I don't mind. She's 20. She's got plenty of years to do all the races. So I find it fine to do those races because I feel like Amstel, Flash, and LBL might be easier to jump into for a first year pro than the cobble races yeah and i think what they're doing is kapanki's performance peak is finishing she's raced a lot and then they substitute her out even though i think she could do well at those races obviously for vash maybe that's what they're they're doing and they're like we don't need to load up every rider into our rvb but yeah. i would say i would say you do i'm surprised she's not there i actually maybe there's injury or illness i don't i don't know about but time for predictions benji um We've got AVV here, so really every time you don't pick her, it's kind of a hot take for this race. But I'm going with Ellen Van Dyke. Okay, I did not see that one coming, but I'm down to hear your uh, reasoning. That counts as my hot take, by the way. Ellen Van Dyke winning. I think, yeah, I just think she gets into like a, a move, like at Europeans, um, mm -hmm. like a debate Movistar and Movistar just can't bring it back and then AVV tries to bridge can't bridge care, it or well it's with <laughs> it's with Royce and then Royce crashes okay. <laughs> or okay. something wow I, I don't know crashes uh, already <laughs> I, I don't know um my actual prediction for who's winning is uh Kapeki. Okay, uh, I've got the same prediction. I believe that over the last part, everybody will get two riders at the front, which is Van Vleuten and Kapeki. And SD Works will do what they always do, not pace with Van Vleuten. And Van Vleuten will do what she always does. It, regardless of who's in her wheel, just pace to the line and still try and beat that rider in her wheel. And I don't think it's going to work with Kapeki in the way that it did with Volring at uh, Omloop. It was Volring, right? Yeah, it was Volring. Yeah, yeah, it was her, yeah. <laughs> I think Balsamo wins the whatever reduced sprint. She well, that's not a hot take. That's just literally yeah. what's going to happen. She's the Kristoff of this race. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll be like that. Um, I, she's too fast for people to go the line with her. That it'd be suicide. Um, but yeah, I'd be keen to see Voss and Lebecki show something as well. Uh, other riders to watch. I'm just trying to pick out some sort of young riders who who might surprise and show something. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Guazzini and Charlotte Cool. I want to see how she goes on Team DSM. 22 years old. She's had a middling classic so far. Not not top, top, but um, it's her first RVV, I think. So let's see how she goes. But yeah, you got Kapeki Benji. Any big outsiders for the podium? Well, big outsiders for the podium is a... That's a difficult one. I just don't see it happening too Never much happens, at RVV it. that it happens, to be honest. And uh, when I look at the start list of every team, I'm like, they've all got... The teams that can do something here have like one leader that can do it. And they will ride, likely ride for that leader. So I don't see a podium with an outsider on it. Could be wrong, but hey, that's my take. That's the thing is... If you say any of the SD Works riders, except for maybe Majerus, it's not an outsider, but Royce can certainly do well and, and podium here or win or whatever. But should be exciting to watch. I hope they take it to AVV and put her and Movistar under pressure on Sunday. We'll be watching. We both have Kapeki. 
Uh, we'll have the RVV recap podcast afterwards, then straight into preparation for Paris-Roubaix. The classics are flying thick and thin. Thanks, as always, to Zwift, our presenting sponsor. If you want to check out Zwift for a free seven-day trial, you can go to Zwift.com through the link in the description. Otherwise, me and Benji are going to watch the end of Dwar's Duel and then have a little bit of a rest. Maybe an interview later this week, maybe not. We'll stay tuned. Until then, ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.